Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. So this week we're back with Lindsay and Diana and we're listening to Diana's story and she ended with two very important points. And so Diana, I would like for you just to back up and tell us those two types of atheists one more time and then continue. Well, if you are going to be, if you are going to be talking with an atheist about God, there are two things. Two, two stages, two steps. One that they have to get through first is, is there God? Does God exist? Is there a God that is even concerned about us if you get there? Then is that God the God of the Bible? Mm-hmm. And is Jesus God? Right. You can't get to the second without dealing with the first. Mm. It's it's nonsense to an atheist if he does not first believe that there is a God. Right. <clears throat> so we were talking about my brother, which is on my heart right now. And uh, he was, uh, he's 92, he's been an atheist his entire life. Um, and yet he asked... He asked the question, what do you think about a divinity? I'd like to talk to you about this. Mm-hmm. And so I, I immediately, well, I, I was shocked, and I immediately then went to God and said, okay, <laughs> you've opened this one up, mm-hmm. so give me the words, tell me the approach, just show me, just use me any way you want. So... He did. I I waited and waited and then finally sat down and just typed from my heart. And uh, I was talking about how just God now, how, yes, I came to that end, how he had changed my life and how real and, and the joy that I had experienced and so on went on from that. You know, how, well, how it happened kind of. Um, and in talking, I also occasionally would say, I think you, I know you and I, I, you may think I'm crazy. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's all right. But you asked, so here it is. As you said earlier, nobody can argue with your own testimony. That's nobody. Right. right. It just simply is. And I sealed it and sent it off. And I felt greatly at peace. Okay. And then about three weeks later, I got this very long letter from him. And this is where we came upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) A little background. My brother was, as I said, he was, we we grew up uh, and came of age in the 60s, the wild 60s, in -hmm. California. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you know anything about that period, say no more. Uh, but it was <laughs> that was the 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 sexual revolution it was the hippies it was drugs and my brother one of the things that, uh, that I had thought initially my brother that one 
none of nobody else in the family, but he had gone down the route of LSD mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, Timothy Leary, who was the, the big guru of, of uh, LSD and peyote, which are the mushrooms at the time and mm-hmm. so on. And um, you could have all these visions and everything else. Well, I will admit that it had occurred to me that his brain might have just been scrambled mm-hmm. from all that earlier thing. Although he had led a perfectly sane life, mm-hmm. kind of, um, and was successful as a professor and so on. But I never went into the drug scene, never was even tempted to because I, it was important for me to always be in control. Right. Mm-hmm. So that whole thing was, yeah, no way. <clears throat> well, he had done that a lot of his life. Uh, and then he just kind of settled in on on pot and hashish, so. And I know it's gotten stronger as the years go by, but that's what he's done. He was avid into this such that he would even encourage his kids Mm. to do it. And one of his children finished high school early to get out from under the pressure to do marijuana. Mm -hmm. Okay, So in any case... It's always been there, a part of his life. And I thought, well, I know that you can have all kinds of visions there. So maybe this vision was simply from the drugs. From the drugs. Mm -hmm. But when he described in this letter what he had described to me rang true in Mm -hmm. two respects. One... He felt peace. Mm. And two, he wasn't afraid of death anymore. His fear of death had gone away. That is big. Mm. It is big because when you ask that, fear of death was one of the things that drove me. It was there constantly. And most people, yeah, yeah, I know I'm going to die, blah, blah, blah. It was with me all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when he said he no longer feared death, I thought, this has got to be from God. That part of those two things rang true, that he was at peace, that he felt joy, and joy. He used the word, and that's a word I I glommed onto. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't afraid of death. So I said, okay. God, you can use anything. Mm. And he had described he was high at the time this happened, but he Mm -hmm. had never had anything like this ever Mm. happen to him. So I thought, okay, God, I'm not going to question your ways. And if that gets him to asking the question, Mm-hmm. And so be it. And so that, that's where I am today, which is right. why we're talking about this. Because so I any have further to... questions now, or <laughs> like what is what is where's his point now? Where you feel like he's at? 
I think he wants, the way he ended the letter, he, he wanted to know more about how I was going to respond to him on this. Mm -hmm. And then he said, the next letter I write, which shows he wants a dialogue on this, mm -hmm. is about love. Well, God is love. Hello. Exactly. Yes. So I am. I am. So the doors open. Yes, it for is. you to walk in and yes. share Christ with Him. That's awesome. And but I, I have to again. You still have to go go through it. the go through this. Yes, which is why I really wanted your prayers on this too, mm -hmm. because if 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 he can believe, if I can ascertain, and he agrees that this deity is God, the God of the universe that created everything, that he actually loves us is huge, that he cares what happens to us, that he wants to know us, and so I have now to respond to this, and I want to have God's words again mm -hmm. to just put that on paper and help him see, yeah, it's really, it's real. Mm -hmm. That what he's experiencing is, is true. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just, I am, I am in awe. I'm excited. I'm, I am encouraged and then want to encourage everyone else, never give up. Right. Never give up. Mm. Pray, pray, pray. Right. Make yourself available. Don't be afraid to talk about what God has done in your life. Mm -hmm. But never give up. I knew people in this church who have prayed for spouses for mm -hmm. 20 years. Mm -hmm. And then they have come to know the right. Lord. I mean, it's you just cannot give up because he doesn't. That's right. There's a lot going on in the waiting. And sometimes we think the waiting is a bad thing because it doesn't feel good. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel good, good at all. At all. Mm -hmm. So, but in our faith, we know that in the waiting is when God is doing the work. Mm -hmm. And so at some point we no longer wait. Will that be on this side of heaven or the other side of heaven? I don't know that, but mm -hmm. I know that through our faith, we need to stay um, consistent and persistent in mm -hmm. the things of prayer mm -hmm. and and sharing about Christ and being bold about that. And um, so were there people in your life that tried, that came into your life that were evangelical, as we would say, or sharing Christ with you, or were there none, was there none of that in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started smiling because I went through it. It's, it's let me just preface it by saying sometimes I I regret with all my heart that I didn't know the Lord sooner. And other times I rejoice because I can see so clearly mm -hmm. those little points. Right. That brought me just along the path here, there, mm -hmm. yes. So points yes. of light in the darkness. Absolutely. Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One of the things that I remember vividly, and just one of the sweet things, uh, 
polio was a big deal. Yes, back in the forties uh, and fifties, it was a big deal. They didn't have the vac- vaccine yet, so my grandmother uh, took all of the grandkids. God love her. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I know what that's about. <laughs> And she had six children, so there was a lot of grandkids. Mm. And there could be anywhere from 11 to 18 at any given time to the beach for the summer. Wow. And we stayed in a little trailer, not the big things they have now, Mm -hmm. a little trailer, a Mm -hmm. little tow trailer Mm -hmm. that had one bedroom, a little teeny tiny kitchen, (laughs) (laughs) a little teeny tiny uh, table for eating. And Mm -hmm. then... they built on a cabana, and that's where all of the kids stayed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Out there. yeah. We did. And in and in that day and age, we roamed. Uh, we had our tests, we did them, and then we roamed the beach. Mm-hmm. We were Freeman's kids because it was on the beach. So it was great. It was wonderful. Nobody would do it today. You wouldn't dare. Right. But it was wonderful. The one they had certain rules that you had to be in the third grade before you could go beyond the trailer park beach mm-hmm. out to the public beach. Mm-hmm. So once that happened, I did. Mm-hmm. And I remember this this one summer, there was a young young man, uh, I who who knows, I would guess maybe 19, mm-hmm. 20, something like that. Yeah. And he had set up a little uh, uh, tenting thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you are too young to remember. You might remember. Oh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe you might have been Lindsay's right at the end. I got of off it. on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll the, get you later. <laughs> the felt boards. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Flannel grass. Oh, Flannel we grass. still have that. that. Really? They still have. Oh, we still even oh have that. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Okay. So you stuck Mary and Joseph on the board. Yeah. yeah. That's right. There you go. <laughs> well, so he had this big felt board, and he was doing these Bible stories. stories. And well, I mean, in that day and age, this was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have the mm-mm. everybody. Yeah. You we don't know, but I'm looking then. at poems. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. So, uh, and the TV was not the big deal. You know, it had very limited and so on. So I went there and he gave these stories and they were amazing stories. It was just, wow. And I remember that he said the first day, because he was going to be there all week. Mm. I said, well, this is homecoming. And he said, okay, if uh, any of you go home, Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you to memorize this verse. And if you come back tomorrow and you have memorized it, you'll get a prize. Mm-hmm. Well, that was good for me. Right. I'll win yeah. for, for a prize. Yeah, I went home and I got that and <clears throat> memorized it. Well, the verse was John 3, 16. Mm, yeah. <laughs> And so I mean, that just stuck in my mind forevermore after that. But this young man, I thought, he gave up a week of his time to come out there and share with children these mm-hmm. Bible stories on the beach when there's lots of other things that kids could be doing, but that was wonderful. 
And yes, there were other. My grandmother happened to be, oh, by the way, she was a Baptist. Really? Now, it didn't mean anything to me. Right. But my sister, Betty, who lived there for a short time before she got married at 18 Mm -hmm. and left, but she took me to the Methodist church. Mm -hmm. um, And I remembered a few things from that. They're not real. Uh, Not vivid memories, memories, but you remember going. Yeah, Yeah. and I do remember that I learned about hell, and I thought, hmm, this is not good, and I cried because I thought my dad was going to hell. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, maybe I could go in his place, and I cried some more because I thought, I don't want to go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there was was that kind of thing. And then... uh, because there was, again, some shakeups, and I ended up having to go live back with my biological mother for a while, uh, for three years. And then during that time, my father killed himself. Mm. And um, it was it was not a good time. Um, but uh, having, having run away a couple of times, yeah. that was in the... 11 to 13, when I ran away a couple of times. So the the court stepped in, and there was this very nice lady, um, and she checked around and said, is there anybody else that you might want to live with? And I s- said, no. And she said, well, what about this Eleanor? And I said, oh, well, yeah. She said, well, you didn't mention her. I said, well, they, they told me last time My. that was not possible. So I... Why bother to mention it? Mm-hmm. So she did, and she went, and I then uh, she would take me, if and only if the courts allowed me to be ad- adopted. So, because my father was, of course, dead by that mm-hmm. time, and so on. They had, well, anyway, uh, she did agree, and so I went to live there. Where my grandmother was this Baptist at the time. And I did go to church then, and it was it was good. I liked it. Um, I, I felt I feel badly about this. And when I was in high school, there was um, it was a young couple who was teaching the high school class, and I I I am a snot. I I admit it. <laughs> I am. And so I asked the question. I said, well, you're saying all these people are going to go to hell if they hear about this. And all these people over in um, India, and they have a different religion. In Japan, they have a different religion and so on. And if that, they're going to die. And they said, well, yes. And I said, well, that sure doesn't seem like it's a fair thing to me. And if this God does that, then He's not for me. So, and they aren't. They were not theologists. You know, right. they didn't. Yeah. They didn't know how to respond to this, right? Smart aleck girl. So, okay. <laughs> so this is a good good place to stop, and we're going to pick up again. And I'd like for us to uh, maybe fast forward to you were telling me that someone invited you to go to church, and that's when it really started. Is that? Or is that your? That was my. That's your sister. Uh, sisters. Okay. Well, I want you to tell me how you finally came to the realization that 
um, God was who he said he was, mm. that Jesus is who story. he says he was, <laughs> and that you came to that realization and left atheism and became a believer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that next week. So join us. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How How can my identity be in Christ? And you've never received Him. I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.